Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the flight. My welcome gift to you is this. To get to DOA Island, you have to bail out now. Parachutes are under your seat. Just aim for the Buddha on your left. Have fun. Oh, and one more thing. Whoever doesn't make it to the compound by sundown is disqualified. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Press X to Reload. It's time to throw on that bikini, throw up that <laughs> volleyball in the air, and spike an awesome film off of Wayne's Derriere. Oh. I am Nick Moore. Joining with me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athenis. Wayne! Hey, y'all. Oh, there we go. Glad I'm here. He's in character. <laughs> and Mark. Oh, God. I'm almost embarrassed to admit we watched this. <laughs> I'm wondering whether or not any of you watched it a second time or just once. We watched DOA, Dead or Alive. A movie that is about a video game that puts maybe more emphasis on jiggle physics than it does on gameplay <laughs> mechanics. And maybe. so does this movie, making it arguably the most faithful of all. It is from, I think, 2006. It's, what, an hour and a half, breezy runtime. It's a fighting game tournament turned into a fighting film. We've seen those probably a dozen times, but we've never seen it quite like this. Nope. <laughs> Mark, as the only one without a ring on his finger who can get in the least amount of trouble for his opinion, let's start with you. What did you think of the film? Wow. So I guess to your point, I couldn't help but notice how <laughs> faithful it was to my memories of these of this entire series of games, which was basically jiggle physics. It, it was all designed around watching... The animated polygonal boobs jiggle back and forth and wiggle. <laughs> Even their fighting stances back in the day as they get ready would be the most sway-filled thing. And that's pretty much the, the best part of this movie is that <laughs> they, uh, they're they not embarrassed to recognize that their target audience is prepubescent boys. And uh, it took me back that memory lane. So, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, how about you? So I never played the games. Okay. I, I know. I've seen covers and trailers or whatever. You liar. <laughs> no, I never did. I honestly never did because I did laugh at those trailers thinking these are probably just for, you know, teeny boys that just want to see boobs jiggle around, animated boobs jiggle around. So I never actually played any of the games. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I can honestly tell you that of all the live action movies that have been adapted from one-on-one -on -one fighting games, this is my favorite. Okay. When it was done, me and Christina looked at each other and I was like, that was way more entertaining than this was supposed to be. And I think as a based on a fighting game, um, sorry, based on a fighting game, this was my favorite movie. Like like Mortal Kombat, it's good. Uh, sometimes it takes itself a little too serious, but the effects can't handle it, right? Okay. And then you got Street Fighter, which doesn't even know what it wants to be. 
right? True. Checking what the heck is even going on in this thing. But this thing right from the get-go sets the rules, sets the visual tone, and sets the acting. So right away, that's what we're getting into, and it never change, like it never falters. It never goes beyond or below that. It's the, it says, <laughs> this is what we're doing, and come for the ride. And uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny when it needed to be. The, the story's stupid, obviously, but it was really yes. enter- it was way more entertaining than we both expected it to be. We were pleasantly shocked. Come for the ride, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> to quote some song lyrics, if you're sexy, then flaunt it. If you're freaky, then own it. This mm. movie knows exactly what it wants to be. Agreed. And I've played some of the Dead or Alive games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fine, if you get past the, let's face it, it's going for a specific demographic. It's wearing its heart on its sleeve, but maybe not its heart. Like It's pretty upfront about what it's trying to sell you. They're not bad fighting games. No, they're okay. Well, the mechanics for them aren't bad. It, it made me want to re-look the, the trailers out because I was like, man, oh, yeah. I, I only remember this a long time ago. But then I saw, what are they on, like five or six or something? And when I saw the trailer, I was like, for the newest one or the latest oh, one, yeah. whatever it was, I was like, that actually looks really good. It was showing Ryu from Ninja Gaiden and everything. This is great. <laughs> the games get overlooked because of the titillation, and I get that. They did a couple ah. of things before everyone else, including arena changes knocking someone out of an arena and then them ending up in another zone dead or alive did that first and that's really cool yeah i was gonna ask about that because there's a scene where that happens and i was like did dead or alive have trans like transitions like that where you would like knock someone through a wall i couldn't they remember did. I could but again a lot of that gets forgotten because let's face it the main selling point of the game is hey look boobs and this movie has the same kind of feeling where the first thing is, hey, look, boobs doing karate moves. But there's a lot of decent humor. The fight scenes are actually pretty good. Yeah, and the majority of the characters are legitimately likable, which yes. makes a huge difference if you're going to spend an hour and a half with them. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I'll take this over Legend of Chung Lee, where at least the main characters in this, I like oh them. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was having trouble deciding if the tournament is legitimate, who do you want to see win? Because I liked a good three or four of the characters and wanted them to win. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's no mean feat. Now, it's not to say the characters are deep. <laughs> no. no. They, again, there it was entertaining no. enough no. that you stayed invested to see. We're painting with broad strokes here. <laughs> yeah, like I feel, I feel like I need to say this. Our goal here is to find the positive in these movies. It, this is not like you're not going to go see an Oscar nominated film here. Like this is none of them are. No, it's cheesy. <laughs> you got to suspend a lot of disbelief. But once you do that, it's a thoroughly entertaining film. <laughs> this is a lot of fun as a film. Absolutely, it's bonkers. Yes. It makes very little sense at times. Mm-hmm. But how many B level martial arts films, especially martial arts comedies, are going to make a whole lot of sense? Mm-hmm. That's kind of okay. I have no problems with that. And the fact that they take the TNA, the titillation, the whatever you want to call it, and kind of play it up for laughs. Like, what was yeah. it? When the cat burglar woman does that Matrix-type leap, lands on the motorcycle, and goes, ah, when she lands on it, I just about spilled oh, my drink. <laughs> like, every move in this sounds like an orgasm is happening. Whether it's a guy or a girl taking yeah. a swing doesn't even matter. Yeah. And Eric Roberts, as the villain, almost plays like an evil Hugh Hefner at times, and it's pretty weird. He would be the only one. He, My only complaint would be maybe he didn't get enough screen time to 
really justify his villainy, but he was still good. But he's fun. You can tell he was told, hey, we're going to crank this out in a weekend. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. I got some free time. Let's do this. He was probably on the beach when they were filming. And he said, oh, my God, Eric. Hey, do you want to be in this? Oh, guarantee. <laughs> we need a villain. Yeah, sure. I'm here. Bobby said, what's all that tits and ass in that volleyball game? Is this oh, yeah. Can I be in it? That's the thing. In terms of faithfulness, this plays up all of the aspects that you'd expect. You have the people in the scanty clad outfits. You've got, you know, transitions. You've got the uh, the volleyball game happening in the middle of it for no reason. <laughs> Though I do like they're willing to have the fights have a resolution of who would win a fight, but they had to end the volleyball game, arguably the more heated aspect for the true fans. That was left as a draw. <laughs> there was a when it was done, like I said, we pulled up I was because Christina knew nothing about it. So I'm like, let me pull sure. up a trailer just so you can see one of the older yeah. games. So just to show you that it's just about girls in bikinis in a fighting game. Oh yeah. We watched the trailer. I can't remember which one it was for. The trailer for this fighting game was just two girls in a bikini chasing each other, laughing and, and throwing stuff at each other. I believe that it. was the trailer for the fighting game. Yep. <laughs> That's I, it. That was I the whole trailer. Say- I believe it. That there is either in one of the DOEs, I feel like it's either a mini game or they had a separate game that was just DOA volleyball. Oh, yeah. I swear to God. DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball. Oh, yeah. It existed. Yeah, I thought so. I just ordered it on eBay. It became this whole offshoot (laughs) where they had like leisure sports summer games that had nothing to do with fighting. Again, they knew their demographic. And you know what? That's fine. If you have an audience that's going to buy it, make the games but even if we get past all of the gratuity that's in this film it's still arguably one of the more faithful video game adaptations because of the way they incorporate fighting game cliches tropes and mechanics one of my absolute favorites the uh the old man gen fu when they're doing the montage of all the different fights on top of whatever that platform is fighting against that one girl and he knocks her off and he wins because she rings out. And what does he do? Jumps out after her. How yeah. many of us win a fight in a ring out and we All immediately launch our character <laughs> off after them? Because you've already won. All the time. <laughs> and then it freeze frames on him, you know, like jumping down. And he's like, yo, he's the winner. It's like, oh, my God. The fact that they had an in-universe explanation for why people have health bars because they've been injected with like nanobots to gauge their yeah. stamina. So that when the screen is showing two people fighting, it can have their health bars up at the top. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's silly as all hell, but it's kind of awesome. It is. It's just they nailed it. And Uh, so this movie predates Tekken, which did the same kind of thing a few years later. Mm -hmm. The character select screen, the the health bars, the showing the audience viewing screen to look almost like the game screen. This did yeah. it several years before Tekken gave out, and we gave Tekken props for that. Mm-hmm. Tekken stole it. Yeah. We got to go back and do Tekken. The, <laughs> my secret thing that both made me laugh, but not necessarily in a bad way, was the sound effects. Oh, God. Every they're now and then, every now and then, someone's body part would just make a ridiculous sound effect. Like the guy with the gun arms, or oh, she'd throw Leon. a kick, and it would sound like a whip. Oh, my or God. Or just like, it's just. Every now and then, something would happen, and it'd be like, oh, it's like a special move happened because that kick sounded like a gunshot, or that kick sounded like a whip. Oh, I like, know. Oh, okay. So ridiculous. So 
when Leon comes barging in to like start the next fight and he cocks his arms like they're cannons. Yes. I thought back to <laughs> Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill where he cocks his arms. The yeah. only difference is they didn't actually make a shotgun cocking noise when Henry Cavill did it. But with oh, this dude. guy, they do. And it makes sense in this world. Yeah. It's stupid, but I'm good with it. Again, it is so I still silly. Think, like when you go back to the opening, the opening is very like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and, oh, yeah. and that that's what sets the mood for this whole thing. It gives a bit of everything that you're about to see. All right, let's let's jump back to this beginning because this beginning <laughs> makes no damn sense. You have no. our our main princess girl uh, inside her castle there with all of her guards. And she's decided that her brother who went missing a year ago, she's going to go out and find him. If she chooses to do this, if she chooses to leave the kingdom, all of the guards are going to try and kill her. And she's going to be a shinobi, which apparently means you're an enemy of the palace. Correct. And her, what, her servant slash best friend slash brother's lover is going to hunt her to the yeah. ends of the earth. That's Weird. not royalty. Yeah. She's a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, what? Goes walking into the middle of all of them, does all kinds of crouching tiger stuff, and then leaps over the castle wall, and a hang glider that was underneath her costume pops out, and she flies away, and then a ninja star with the DOA symbol comes flying at her face, and she catches it, and that's how she's invited to the tournament? How in the good so, God did they know she was going to be jumping over that castle no. wall and hang glide and thing. throw that no, to no. her? See, what is this movie? Here's here's the thing. <laughs> well, everything you just described is true, and everything you just described, if you can accept it, prepares you for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because it, it does. Everything you just said is ridiculous, except it's entertainingly ridiculous the rest of the way. Because again, some of those like Ninja Star for the deal, they come out of like, how did you know they were there? <laughs> how know. did you know? Well, see, the, the, <laughs> the first one I can almost, the first one I can almost explain, not how they actually got the Ninja Star, but like when you fast forward and you find out that he's captured her brother, there's chances are they're watching this family. Sure. Anyway. And it just happened that this happened. He's like, oh, I got the star. I might as well invite her. <laughs> I guess. But some of the other ones, I don't know how yeah, the, no. the DOA ninja star is getting to the cat burglar after she outruns the cops or getting to um, the wrestling woman on the boat with the pirates. How's it get on the boat? How? She's in the middle how? of the ocean. <laughs> she's in the middle of the ocean. How far and are they throwing this ninja away star? the closest people. It's, yeah. Insanity. Oh. But as you said, if you can accept that opening and just embrace the mm. fact that this is Looney Tunes level. Correct. It's fun. Yep. If you're yes, looking for realism, get the hell out. Quick. It never changes from that. It's it's it stays true to what it starts with. Yes. And that's why it works. That is this movie's Cabin in the Woods opening. That's what makes yeah. Cabin in the Woods so brilliant is right at the start of the movie. It sets the rules. They set the tone. Yeah. And that's what this movie does. It sets the tone. It sets the rules. It's the, this is ridiculous. Good. You're, you haven't left the theater yet. Welcome to the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. 
Because, I mean, what was it when the, you have all of the potential fighters on the plane and they've got first class and they're being served champagne and all right, well, the tournament starts now. So just grab your, uh, your parachutes there and jump out of the plane. Cause we're not landing it. And, uh, by the way, if you don't make it to such and such spot by sundown, you're out. So you better steer pretty well with that parachute. And no one on the plane considers this for more than like five seconds before they're going, okay, well, I guess, I guess it's parachute time. They just roll with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I love it. It's absolutely baffling. Love it. But it keeps up a fantastic level of energy as a result. I don't think there's more than two or three minutes without something zany happening on screen. This movie doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. it's so entertaining. Yeah. Including it doesn't overstay its welcome. The tournament when it starts technically doesn't stop, and they don't bother to tell the contestants this. <laughs> yeah. You're just told, all right, well, when your watch goes off that we gave you, yeah. it tells you your next opponent, and you can choose to fight that opponent whenever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. They're asleep in their hotel? Doesn't matter. Go get them. Go get them. <laughs> yeah, go get them. I love it. I love the dad. That's nuts. When he goes, when he goes to go fight her, and he's just like, oh, did they come at a bad time? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin Nash. Oh, that is just so great. Both of his ridiculous. Yeah, it was silly, scenes. but it, it still works. He's trying to fight her. And again, it works yeah. because you're in on the joke. It's yeah. supposed to be yes. silly. They're not trying to make something so bad it's good. They're just trying to make something silly that's good. Yeah. And it does work as a result. Like it, <laughs> it does succeed at the funny ports more often than it fails, including Eric Roberts. I really enjoy what little we get of him as a villain. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yep. Yes. And that's even ignoring yes. the fights at the end where I don't think that's him. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I mean. I feel like they went out of their way to hide him enough that they could put in a stunt double. Let's mm-hmm. give him long flowing hair, put on ridiculous sunglasses so that when we throw in a stunt double, it'll be hard to tell if it's him or not. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and speaking of the sunglasses and speaking of his own. All right. I knew this quick. was coming. This, this is my favorite yeah, part of the movie. Like, it's ridiculous. The best part of the movie is, so again, yada yada <laughs> science, he downloads nanobots into his glasses so he can be the best fighter on the planet. That makes about as much sense as I said, and I can't make it make more sense. However, <laughs> the best part is, you design a device that will make you the ultimate fighter. And it's a pair of sunglasses you put on your face <laughs> to go physically fight people. I'm sorry. Maybe your face is a target for kicks and punches and you shouldn't put the sunglasses there. I mean, the nanobites. Is, in you essence, in, how they beat him. The nanobites you inject are more like technologically advanced than so, the sunglasses. Yeah, the you sunglasses. think he would have, it would have been like you upload them to the nanobites. He injects himself and it's there inside nope. of him controlling so, him. I was thinking about that the other day. No. Because I couldn't, no, I couldn't shake that about be this film. And Correct. here's the thing. We've seen a film actually do this better, and it's going to hurt to say it out loud. Gamer did this better. Wayne leaves chat. <laughs> Gamer did do this better. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, the initial plot, even if you accept the fact that the world's best fighter's data are so important that he's going to go to the trouble of creating these nanobots and stealing this technology from this other scientist dude and injecting them so he can learn their moves, so he can, I guess, sell their moves on the black market to whoever those hillbillies were that were on the internet. 
if you can inject them with something that steals their moves, wouldn't you just inject yourself with something that receives those moves? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the glasses, which as soon as those are knocked off of his face, he's useless. Yes. <laughs> he's amazing up until the one kick that knocks the glasses off of his face and his powers are gone. He is a wimp again. And Even without being hit, he moves so fast, you would think the glasses would just naturally fall off. And that, <laughs> So what do the glasses actually do? Because on the one hand, when he's got them on, yeah. someone goes to fight him and it starts showing him this precognitive, like psychic reading of the future based off of their moves so that he knows what they're yes. going to do. But then he's also moving yes. with incredible speed and strength as if he's absorbed the DNA and essence of these people. If Nick, you taught well, every martial arts move out there, it doesn't you, mean that I'm strong enough to do them. Nick, you're looking over here. If. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. So. Over here. Boobs. Nick, even better. What if I didn't teach you any martial arts moves, but just put a pair of sunglasses on you that showed you martial arts moves does that make you faster or more flexible or capable of delivering those punches Mark, and kicks? you're looking over here. It does. Go over here. Over this here. World. Boobs. In Boobs this over world, here. it does. I grew up watching oh, quite a few Boobs. martial arts films, and I can guarantee you I didn't absorb nearly enough to win a fight. So <laughs> you didn't have the nanos. You needed the nanos. I needed the nanos. Oh, my God. And the boobs. So I do enjoy that. I don't really understand. Like, I get the idea from maybe – the perspective of if you're some super rich elite being able to download someone's fighting moves so that you can have that one more thing to add to your repertoire. But it's not like you're going to throw like overthrow the world's military with your Kung Fu. So I don't really understand why it was that valuable. <laughs> you don't know that, but it's really just a big excuse for them to get together and fight. So that's fine. It's hmm. about as good as Outworld's going to take over earth realm. I, whatever. Agreed. It doesn't matter. Again, the difference it's is true. you can't knock the tenth tournament off of Shang Tsung's face. <laughs> but here's the thing: you're forgetting this is staying true to a fighting game. Oh my god! Like, why why does Heihachi ever send out invites to the King of Iron Fist tournament? Like, really? Okay, and people just yeah. show up to punch each other. Like, that's all yeah. this is. Whatever. <laughs> Again, it's the little things throughout this film that really make it stand out. Because if you try and describe the plot, it's stupid, but it also knows that it's stupid, yeah. so it's kind of okay. Yes. But every little yeah. thing they do, like Hayabusa's plan to infiltrate during beach volleyball. Hmm. Holy oh, crap. Yes. I forgot about this because I watched this when it came out years ago. But him saying, all right, I'm going to sneak in and see what the bad guy's plan is while you guys play volleyball. So distract him. His version of sneaking is to walk through the front door <laughs> and take everybody out as well. <laughs> and just start kicking the snot at every yes. single guard that's yes. there. And then be surprised yes. when he gets caught at the end. Right. He knocks out yes. like 50 dudes. I think he snaps the neck of one. Like he's murdering people. Yeah. And then he's surprised that they're ready for him. Like you spent eight yeah. minutes fighting your way into this place, man. It's leaving a trail of bodies. You've been leaving a trail of bodies. For any guard or camera to see. That said, <laughs> I love it. I love his it. fight was a good fight. Like the guy actually yeah. can oh, do yeah. martial arts. So it was yeah. it was refreshing to see a fight with multiple combatants against him where they don't all feel like they're waiting for their turn. He was yeah. fast mm -hmm. enough that he is kind of hitting each one as they're coming at him. I can name a lot of films that can't do that right, Hitman. Man. So it was nice that this one had some skill behind it. 
every fight in this movie was was good. It was, was pretty good. It was good choreography, and the most important thing, you can see what's going on. Yes. I'm not talking about yes. top-level choreography that blows your freaking mind. It was just like, hey, good action that I can see what the hell is going on, yeah. and it, it, it all worked. And it's not surprising because it's directed by Corey Yen. Like the guy yeah. did, he was the director for the transporter. So mm-hmm. he can do martial arts, right? Yeah. And obviously the most important visual fight was the bikini fight in the rain in the bamboo <laughs> sticks. I mean, really artistically. Okay. So speaking part, of artistic, <laughs> that had one of my favorite cuts in the entire movie. So <laughs> I think you know, I know a what cross the cut is. Cut. A cross cut when you'll have yeah. something in the foreground and the camera will pan past it so you have a break in the camera shot. It's her ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The cross cut yeah. is the camera panning yes. past yes. her ass. Yeah. Are you yes. kidding We me? laughed. We laughed. You get Jamie Presley's ass in the red, white, and blue American tights. I laughed hard. That's what you use for your cross cut. Holy... And you know what? It's not a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, it worked. No, it's great. It served the purpose. It, it did mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. But like, it's things like that where you know they're not taking this seriously. But at the same time, they yes. took the parts that should be serious, like fight choreography, more seriously than a lot of films that we've watched. The only fights in this that I felt were a little bit weak were the ones that involved weapons. Because I know that even when you're oh, training people to use them, that's really tough. Because if someone screws up, they can really get hurt. Right. So when they had swords going at each other, there's a little bit more editing and cutting happening. But the fist fights were Are, really are you good. referring to her Kill Bill fight up the stairs where she Not fights even the that 88? One. Uh... <laughs> no, because that one's supposed to be over the top and silly. I'm oh, talking God. about when the princess is attacked in the, the bamboo forest. Because this place has every oh. biome in the world. So when she's attacking yes. the the bamboo forest by her servant slash best friend slash brother's lover who's trying to kill her yet again and then floats away when the rest of the combatants show up. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> but she flew. that fight was like, a little she, she off. But even then, the fight's like a 6 out of 10. It's not bad. It's just not as good as the rest of them. The rest of them are pretty good. You can good. see what's going on at least. Yeah. Like you see the what's geography going on. of the fight always made sense and that's and she even does I thought, some cool things i thought she did some cool things with the bamboo she did but it also made no sense because like <laughs> it's either well because it's either okay can the sword cut through bamboo or can't it because in some scenes it's cutting through the bamboo no problem and then in other scenes she's parrying <laughs> the bamboo well, stick it depends mark, on how you look over here bamboo. She mark, needs you're it over to. here oh boobs it depends oh, on how you sorry. twist the bamboo. It's like um, it's like the wrestlers when they would rip a phone book in half. It just depends on the angle you're using, right? So that's how the bamboo works. That's my explanation. Gotcha. Gotcha. The answer is it looked God. cool. Stop thinking so hard. You're looking here when yeah. you should be looking here. Yeah. And really, that's what most of this is. It looked cool. Stop thinking so hard. Just listen to the next one-liner we have. Don't worry. There's one coming. Like, what was it? When the... Um, the, the one guy is saying to place a bet, and he's like, uh, I'll bet you 50 that that person loses. Like, Why don't we make it interesting? Make it a whole dollar. <laughs> yeah. What? I did not I think would... he meant 50 cents. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I got so – it took me a moment because I was like, is this guy an idiot? And I'm like, am I the idiot? Is that Right. 
Or when yeah. they find out that the nanobots have been recording all their information and you have Jamie Presley go, they've been watching us this whole time. What a bunch of pervs. And I thought that's a very meta commentary on everything that's yes. happening right now, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who are we really talking about right now? <laughs> yeah. I feel judged. Ah, well, it's fine. Like, there's so many little things I enjoyed. The entire sequence of going up the ladders and bamboo shoots at the beginning, and then yeah. going back down the ladders and bamboos oh. as they're fighting yeah. Eric Roberts, and yeah. using ladders to fight and bouncing off of them, and somehow everybody weighs five pounds so that they can never die. That, that, <laughs> that last fight with the Eric. Catch. The, la- the last fight with Eric, yes. with with the music, it f- it started to feel like I was watching Charlie's Angels, actually. Instead I of- said the same yes. thing. I was like, man, yes. for a split second, I'm like, this just feels like Charlie's Angels. It doesn't feel like I'm watching Dead or Alive anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, it's it's the women fighting him. Yeah. And they're all doing the stances together. It very much felt like Each the early 2000s unique, you know, Charlie's Angels. And stuff. It just it, it had. But the music, too. Everything was just oh, yeah. very Charlie's Angels. So I just I can't get over it. That scene, when he knocks her brother off the edge, and he's falling <laughs> apparently to his doom, <laughs> and, and the movie just stops caring about physics. Oh yeah, at all, and his again her best friend servant slash boyfriend's uh, lover just kind of reaches out and hugs him back in. Yeah, like no problem. Like he just hasn't fallen thirty <laughs> feet. Like just oh hi. <laughs> I was laughing. Look, the climb so hard to that. get to the actual tournament already proved that physics oh, have no place here. Yeah. Oh, so it's fine. But I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten by the end. I'd forgotten. And then they reminded me, did you forget the opening? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm saying the opening is so important. It sets example for everything. It does, including that amazing escape when the island's going to blow up. And I guess we all yes. got to jump. <laughs> God, <laughs> like it's just classic freeze frame explosion nonsense. Like I just, oh my good god! And I love that all these people were fighting. They're all now the best of friends. There's no money. The money's been blown up, but we gained friendship along the way, and that's what matters. Holy crap! Some this of them movie are more is... than friends. Yes, there's a few hookups that happened over the course yeah. of this. There's a few hookups on that boat. That also boat is true. just like, let's get it on. <laughs> it's a wild ride of a movie. I do actually recommend seeing it. It is fun. And how oh. many of these films can we say are fun? Wow. Yeah, I I mean You know what? I'm torn on that. Can I re- <laughs> really? I to, yeah, because it's like I can't recommend it to everyone. No, not I would everyone. recommend it to No, I would say people. if you're a boy between ten and hundred and ten, you should probably <laughs> <do> <laughs> Oh, oh I God. mean yeah. Not just men. Some women may enjoy this film. <laughs> I'm just going depends. by who I know. True. <laughs> True. But it didn't surprise me all that much at the end when this came up and said produced by Paul W.S. Anderson. I went, yep, of course I know. it was. Just thank God he didn't direct it, though. The Well, if he directed it, Mila Jovovich would have been in it. That's about yeah. the only thing that would have been different. And I'd probably be saying Maybe he didn't know her then. Oh, stop. <laughs> he makes some fun stuff. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe he hadn't met her by then. That's possible. No, it was 2006. Uh, no, the first Resident Evil was like, I don't know, 0102, oh, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. They were already yeah, 50 movies is, deep. <laughs> this is a fun movie for what it is. Yeah. Are you going to think very hard? No. If you try and think too hard about it, you're going to get irritated. 
Look, the main, the main thing I think when you go see a movie, especially a movie like this, is were you entertained? Yes. And yes, I was entertained. Same. Sure. Turn turn the brain off. Just enjoy the fun and the craziness. We looked at each other, like I yeah. said, was done. Christina loved the movie, too. We were both like, that was way more entertaining than we ever thought it was going to be. And we, I actually had low expectations. We were both like, okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Back-to-back duds <laughs> here coming up. I, oh, I, I recall this that being one of the movies. No, I, I recall this being one of the movies that back in the day were, this is why you don't make super, like a superhero. This is why you don't make video game movies. And it's one of the movies you would hold up. It'd be like, DOA is one of the reasons you don't make. Because again, I think with a different lens or whatever, it's just it's you know what it is, and it's it's a cheesy. I think it works movie. But having gone through this exercise where we have seen a lot of these types of movies, <laughs> I think this movie solves the problem that Hitman had. Hitman didn't know when to not take itself seriously, right? And it ruins that movie. It makes it awful. This movie. Is like, why are you taking any of this seriously? <laughs> it's a video game fighting movie, and it makes it a way better ride. Yeah. So this one knows what it is and is consistent. Hitman's all over mm-hmm. the place, and that's what hurt it. All, Dead Trigger went no place. This goes to one place and <laughs> stays in that happy place the whole time. And you know what? I'm down for that. That's all I really need. Yeah. Let's have agreed. a good time. That's yeah. all we really need. Yeah. I don't really have much else to contribute to this particular no, it's film. Pretty, it's, it's, pretty it's pretty straightforward. straightforward. So yeah. I'm going to bring this to a close. You've heard our tentative recommendation. When we come back, it's a triple threat. It's coming. It's been a long time coming. We've said his name. We've whispered it like it's Voldemort. Uwe Bull is coming back. And he's going oh, back God. not once, not twice, but thrice. We are doing three <laughs> Uwe Bull films back to back because Halloween is coming and this is a scary prospect. I got no hopes for this being good. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in for the next one. And uh, it's going to be an Uwe Bull. I got three lined up. They're all spooky. (laughs) So I don't know which one it's going to be next between Blood Rain, Alone in the Dark, or the ultimate Uwe Bull film, The House of the Dead. We may save that to the end of it. Save that to the end. That may break yeah. this podcast. Yeah, save it yeah. to the end. Yeah. I remember that one being You can hear okay. the enthusiasm of my colleagues just dying yeah. as I say these out loud. <laughs> you, you lost me at Ubi Bull. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've enjoyed his films more than some of these. I, You know what? I agree with that, fair. that statement. Fair. That's schlocky, fair. <laughs> schlocky stuff, but you know what? They're never boring. Let's hope that holds no. up. We thank you again for joining us on Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me, as always, were Wayne Brissett and Mark Thanis. Gentlemen. Thanks for having us, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> we'll jiggle you into the next one. <laughs> yeah, this podcast had a ring out <laughs> next time. Oops. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, 
we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.